Two down in the ninth. Bumgarner thrown. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. High drive. for Ken Griffey Jr. I don't believe what I just saw. Barry and Grant behind the back flip to second on the first and double play. <laughs> Incredible. Swing and drive. Belton right. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We are getting down to the nitty gritty to the second to last weekend of baseball. And it is going to be one hell of a ride to the end of the season. Not 162, but the end of 60 for most teams, for most teams. But we got a lot of baseball to talk about here. A lot of headlines um, as it pertains to the playoffs, because there's going to be no booze this year in the playoffs due to COVID-19. We'll talk about that and possibly the World Series and some playoff rounds, mainly the league championship series could have some fans and we'll go around the league. We'll look at how these teams, how these big series that just went down with the White Sox, the Twins, um, Cleveland trying to cling on to life. Uh, right now as they get down the stretch Padres how they did against the Dodgers and all that drama going on Yankees Blue Jays we got everything here on the podcast but welcome back we are in the final stretch here and it seems like you know it's it's a little it's a bit little bit of a bummer I'm gonna be honest uh, because it seems like this podcast this uh this season just got started back up I mean I've been doing the podcast here even through the pandemic and it's been fun. But when baseball started back up, it was a different feel and it seemed like it just came and went. We are literally getting into the last week of games on Sunday. We'll have only a week left of games. Some teams will be playing more uh, than the seven days or not seven days, but seven games in seven days, like the like the Blue Jays, like the the Cardinals, the Marlins, all those teams uh, that were affected by by COVID. The Giants also included in that. They'll have a a four game set in three days to finish out that final season uh, series with the Padres. And that's going to be a big one because a lot of these games um, they're going to come th- this season. It's going to come down to the final weekend. I mean, you look around. We have some teams finally clinching uh, this week. We have the the White Sox clinching. We have the Dodgers clinching. They were the first team to clinch in baseball. You have the Rays clinching as well. So you have all these teams clinching, but no one has really claimed their own division yet. Um, the division races are still pretty close. Uh, we're, we're about a week away, but... These division races could very well be ended by the weekend here. But, you know, Tampa Bay, they're up only three and a half games of the Yankees. The Yankees, who are the hottest team in baseball right now, breaking records. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, They've won eight straight. And, you know, they're only three and a half games back from Tampa Bay. Then you go to the Central, where it was super tight up until this past uh, week, where the White Sox and the Twins faced off. Now, that's a three-game gap. 
the biggest gap in any of the divisions has to be in the AL West with the A's looking to clinch as they're taking on the Giants this weekend. Uh, the A's, they have a six-game gap over the Houston Astros, but it doesn't stop the Astros from making the playoffs. You know, um, all these other divisions, NL, NL East, uh, the Atlanta Braves, they're up three three games of the Miami Marlins and four and a half games of the Philadelphia Phillies. Cubs, they're up five and a half games from Cincinnati. Cincinnati, by the way, they're a surprise team uh, down the stretch. So we'll talk about them a little bit here too. The Dodgers, they are four games up on the Padres going into the weekend. And the reason why I bring up the standings is because with this new playoff format, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. And Manfred came out not too long ago. He was talking about how the format may be extended uh, into the future, right? It may not just be a one-time thing. And I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I don't. I want to know how you guys feel about uh, the expanded playoffs. Because hear me out. Because I understand that in this season, in a condensed season, you have to expand it. Because if a team, let's say like the Yankees. The Yankees a couple of days ago were sitting at the number seven seed. And they were would not be making the playoffs in traditional playoff format. Now, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, you have the the White Sox, you have the Oakland Athletics. Out of the American League, you're really not going to have the Houston Astros or the Yankees, any of those big-name teams make the postseason, right? So that's, that's why it makes sense to expand it, to make it fair to where the big market teams, if they did have a slip-up here or there, They'll make it. They'll be in there. No problem. But when you look at this format, and and I love it because, you know, the Giants, my team that I I am a diehard fan of, they're still involved in the playoff hunt. They're sitting there at the seventh seed right now going into the weekend. Have been floating around eight, but now they're at seven. You know, it, it makes it a little bit more exciting for those smaller market teams. That's how it was kind of presented. Smaller market teams, a lot more teams will be in the playoff mix. And when you look at all of the other playoffs, you know, there, it's always been traditionally, uh, you know, basketball. They have eight eight teams that go in. Football, they're having seven teams go in. But, uh, you know, that's that's just how it is. Baseball has always been the, the lower. I mean, NHL, NHL always has eight. So why can't baseball have eight? I guess that's the question. But here, it it just takes away, in 162, it takes away the, the big reason, not completely, but it takes away the reason to win the division. Because, you know, teams like the Blue Jays and the Yankees or... The, the Indians and the Twins or, you know, you know, like the teams that are not shooting for number one spot. Like uh, a prime example is the the Cardinals and Reds or the Phillies and Miami. 
I mean, they're Miami and the Phillies, they're only three games out, so maybe that's not a good comparison. But when you go to the NL Central, the Cubs, they're five and a half games up. That's a pretty that's a pretty big gap with so little uh, of the season remaining, five and a half games. Then the Cardinals right there, right behind the Reds at six games back. Now, those two teams, they have no shot at getting, I, I wouldn't necessarily say no shot, but it's a long shot for them to get the NL Central crown, which what you would be fighting for in 162. But now those two teams are fighting directly for that number two spot. So they can be content with coming in second because a second-place finish gets you an automatic bid to the postseason. That's how it is. It goes the one, the one, two, and three seed belong to the division winners. And that's where I guess there's a little bit more incentive because you get home field in, uh, in, in rounds that you uh, are the higher seed. That's how it is. And then in the wild card round, seeds one through four, so one second place team gets a home field advantage for the three game series of the wild card series. Because it's a three-game set, and it's at the home ballpark of the higher seed. That's how it is. So you get the one, two, three division winners. Four, five, six are the runner-ups. And the best record of the runner-ups would have a home field advantage in that wildcard round like I just mentioned. Then it goes down to seven and eight are the traditional wildcard teams as it can go to anyone in any division if you have the better record. That's pretty much how it boils down. The playoffs of 2020. So you don't necessarily have to win your division to get in. So there's no incentive to it. Now, I understand it in the 60-game season, but if you do that for 162, I don't know... I mean, you're you're probably not going to have as many teams, as much movement around the trade deadline because you'll have that many more teams involved and fourth and third place teams won't be fighting for first. They'll be fighting for second. I don't know how I feel about that. I love the fact that there's more teams involved. But I feel like it takes away... The divisions, if it's going to be that way, because also, you know, uh, if it's going to be that that format, because the the East don't play the teams in the West as often. The Central don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, these divisions, you're fighting for second place, but the Reds don't have to go through the Dodgers, the Padres, the Rockies. You know what I'm saying? The the Reds don't have to go through uh, the White Sox, the Twins, the Indians. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a different uh, level of of, uh, of of playing field. They're not the same. So if they were going to do that, if they were going to keep this format, I feel like they would have to get rid of the uh, interleague games. And just solely have it to where you're playing against teams that are in your league. National League only plays National League. 
American League only plays American League. I feel like that's the only way to make it fair. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. I love the Angels-Dodgers freeway series. I love seeing the Cubs and the White Sox go at it. I love the Mets and Yankees. But, yeah, I love the A's and Giants, the Battle of the Bay series. What happens to those if that happens? Maybe they keep them because they're they're regional? I don't know, but to me it doesn't make sense that if teams are going to be fighting for second place, some teams will be more better off in the said divisions that they're in. I don't know if I'm making sense here, but when you look at the cuz just look at the win percentages. The the NL West has 3 over 500. Dodgers, Padres, Giants. You look at the Central, there's only one team that's over 500. And that's the Cubs, the team that's winning the division. You look at the East, the NL East. They only have 2. Then you go look at other divisions. Right? The AL Central has three. The AL East has three. But then the AL West only has two. One barely at 500 with the Houston Astros right now. So how does it make sense? How is it fair, I guess? Because, I mean, the way that I look at it, AL West, it's either going to be the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros. For the foreseeable future. That's how it's going to go down. In 162. 60 games, yeah, the, the, the Mariners still have a shot. But in 162, if that's how you're going to do it from now on, it just doesn't make sense. And then you have teams like Detroit and Kansas City where this, this format, I guess, is supposed to include the smaller markets. But they're stuck in a division with the Indians, the Twins, and the White Sox. So it just it doesn't make sense. That's that's the playoff talk that we're talking here. Um, so we'll see if the playoff format continues into maybe it's only for uh, the you know for next season because so much is uncertain with COVID. We'll have, to, we'll have to monitor that. But as far as it moving forward, then the, the schedule has to be restructured. And I feel like you have to eliminate interleague games. There's not really much uh, difference with interleague games anymore because the leagues have universal DH. I feel like universal DH is here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere. This was the first year and... Last year was the last year of the difference. That's how it's going to be. So, changes to the playoffs. Changes to everything that we know. But a big change that's coming is there's going to be no booze. No champagne showers during playoff runs, during the celebrations. And that's also in response to COVID because they want everyone to uh, participate in social distancing when celebrating. Now, I I don't know how that's going to work. 
I mean, you just saw recently with Alec Mills with the no-hitter. You're you're stuck in that moment. You're living through a moment with with your team who feel like family. And I understand the booze. Yeah, you don't have the booze, but you you don't think they're going to celebrate some somehow way shape or form? They're going to celebrate. They're grown ass men. <laughs> they're going to celebrate. You can't stop that. How do they do it? You got to get creative now. I mean, hell, if you don't want to do the booze uh, from the bottles, which I don't fully understand. I, I don't know. They're, it's coming out of the bottle. I, I don't know. Uh, sharing the bottle, I, maybe that's what they're concerned about. I don't know. But put them into, into super soakers. <laughs> just, just load a super soaker with, uh, with champagne and then just have a super soaker fight. Or fill them with water balloons. I don't know. Does that does that qualify? I, I don't know. What are they going to do? They have to get creative. They have to socially distance while celebrating. It's going to look weird, guys. It's going to look really weird in this in this year. But has anything been normal in 2020? I, I think uh, normal is has to be rewritten in uh, in in the dictionary. It's not. It doesn't apply. To this season. It doesn't apply to this year. At all. Nothing has been normal about this year. So. They're getting rid of the booze. And it doesn't mean I can't drink. (laughs) It doesn't mean that the fans can't drink. We can have booze showers. But. As far as the players go. Looks like that is a no go. And. I guess they're going to celebrate. They're not going to celebrate. In the clubhouses, they're going to celebrate outside on the field. So that's another slap to the face. Get ready for that, Dodgers. <laughs> You're going to have to watch someone celebrate as they defeat you. San Francisco Giants in three. <laughs> Actually, the Giants, right now, when you look at the standings, Giants wouldn't even be playing the Dodgers anymore, which I'm a little bit upset about because they moved up a spot. I'm not upset that they moved up a spot, but I'm upset that they're not uh, slated to face off with the Dodgers in the postseason. They're actually uh, slated to go against the Cubs now, but a lot can change. A lot can change in this next uh, final stretch of the season. But so when we talk about the World Series, when we talk about the playoffs, there was actually, because we're, we're hearing all these all these changes, you know, the booze, uh, not being allowed in celebrations. And we're hearing now that there may be fans allowed in certain rounds of the playoffs. Now, it's only been uh, said to be included in the League Championship Series and the World Series. So it would only apply to Petco Park, which is going to be the host site for the American League, the a- the ALCS, and Globe Life, home of the Texas Rangers, that will be home to the NLCS, and then Globe Life again for the World Series because they're doing the the bubble format, which already got approved. So there's a possibility. You bet your damn ass. You bet. 
I'm going down to San Diego. <laughs> if there's a way that I can get on those rooftops, I don't know how it goes down there, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. If it was in Wrigley, I'd go to the Wrigley rooftops. You bet I am. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get tickets. And I'll bring a, I'll bring a lucky listener from the podcast with me. <laughs> but you bet I'm going to try to do that. Maybe I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm excited. The fact that they're even talking about fans being in the stadium is because you watch football and you see fans at all these locations. Now, granted, Petco is in California where none of those fans have been in California. So maybe Petco doesn't even host fans. I, I hope they do because then I will be in San Diego. But, you know, when you look at football, you look at Cincinnati, you look at, or I guess not Cincinnati, but you look at, or yeah, Cincinnati, you look at Cleveland, you look at Kansas City, you look at Denver, look at some of these locations. Uh, Jacksonville was one. They're hosting fans. So, damn it, let the fans in. I'm sick of it. I need to go see a game. I had a uh, a post pop up from one of my one of a, a game that I was at a year ago yesterday, and it was some some pictures that I took. It was uh, Johnny Cueto's return back from the injury list. It's his first game. Dia de Cueto took some pictures, and I got sad. I was like, man, I really. Miss because I I love watching it on TV, but I love I miss watching it in person. So just let the fans in, man. That's that's all I'm saying. If they're planning on opening up Disneyland soon, you can you can let us into the ballpark. Social distance, sure, that's fine. I'll go all the way to the nosebleeds. There's nothing new. Wasn't anyone up there before? I'm fine with that. So, exciting news. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's obviously not going to be max capacity. It's going to be uh, similar to what baseball or football is doing with limited capacity. Some of them are doing like 10, 15% capacity. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But the interesting thing with the World Series, ALCS, it's finding out who is going to be there. Who is going to be represented in the playoffs? Now, the playoffs for some teams have already begun. I mean, they're they're fighting for divisions. They're fighting for the right to get into the postseason. One of those fights was between the White Sox and the Twins, as I mentioned earlier, the White Sox won three out of the four games against the Minnesota Twins, and they would go on and clinch a playoff berth, which was their first time doing it since 2008. That is a long time. 2008 was the last time that the White Sox clinched a playoff berth. They did it by defeating their rival, Minnesota Twins. Now the Twins... They're still they're still able to catch the White Sox. They're they're only three games back. 
But being that there's only a select few games left, they're not going to be playing the White Sox anymore. And actually, the Southsiders, Southside of Chicago, the White Sox, they're going to be looking to the north side to help them out this weekend because the Twins are going against the Cubs. The White Sox are in a weird situation that you only find yourself in in a, in a 2020 situation where you need the Cubs to get some dubs for you. Twins taking on the Cubs. If the Cubs can take care of business and so do the White Sox, the White Sox will win the division or get pretty damn close to it. So that's what's going on on the south side and I guess on the north side because the Cubs. But in other news in the AL Central, the Cleveland Indians have been atrocious. I say atrocious because they lost eight games in a row. They're the opposite of the Yankees. Yankees won eight games in a row. The Indians lost eight games in a row. The total opposite. Yet they're still the number seven seed. They're lucky because the number eight seed was the Toronto Blue Jays, and they just got swept by the Yankees. And when I mean when I say swept, I mean swept. They lost forty three. They got outscored forty three to fifteen in that three game series. So, if I'm the Indians, or if I'm anyone in the American League. I want to try to position myself to take on the Indians. Yeah, they got Shane Bieber. But an eight-game skid at this moment in time, that can be problematic. You don't want to face the Yankees right now. The Yankees have won eight straight. You don't want to face the Cincinnati Reds, who are just lighting it up right now, making a surge into the National League picture. Talk about them in a little bit. But that's what happens when you get to this point of the season, especially that we're going into playoffs now or getting close to it. You got to find the trends. Indians, I'm not worried about. Yankees, they're dangerous. The Padres, they were pretty damn hot at the beginning of the month. But with them, Tatis Jr. just hasn't been getting it done he's hitting below 200 in the last 15 games it's not good and he may have actually just lost the MVP to Mookie Betts with how he performed over the last week but Cleveland they finally won (laughs) they snapped their 8 game losing streak with Shane Bieber so that's a positive. But if they if they want to you know figure things out and try to try to close in on that number 2 spot or something, they got they got to win now. Like they got to go on a tear. But I don't know how you do that after losing eight straight games. That's pretty tough. You're pretty messed up at that point. So now it comes down to well are they going to play the Rays? Raise the number two seed. That's how it would go right now. 
Or will they drop down and have to play the White Sox? I don't think they want to do that. So, a lot of things to look at in this one. Switching on over to the National League side just for a sec. The Padres, they uh, they didn't perform against the Dodgers. They won the first game against Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw in full playoff form. And Dave Roberts didn't like what Trent Grisham did. Trent Grisham hit a home run, showed up Clayton Kershaw, and Dave Roberts didn't like it. Well, let me tell you something, Dave. I just got to say that a lot of your own players show up pitchers too. So when they do it to Kershaw, then you have an issue with it. I know he's probably trying to rally the troops there because I was after a tough loss. Padres were hot on their tail. And then the Dodgers will go on to win game two and game three of the series. So it worked. He pumped them up. It worked. But, I mean, he has players that does it too. And I get it's Kershaw, and he was just saying, well, a pitcher of Kershaw's caliber, of his his resume, his stature, is disrespectful. Well, it's baseball. You can't have it only for certain people and not others. It's across the board or not at all. You can't have it both ways. So get over it. The Dodgers, they go on to win two out of three. And they would clinch, be the first to clinch a playoff berth. Congratulations. (laughs) I think it's their eighth consecutive year of clinching a berth or or something, something along those lines. So we got teams clinching everywhere. We got the White Sox. Ray told you about the, the, the Rays. Rays went on to clinch their playoff berth. And so did the Dodgers. Over the weekend, we're probably going to have a lot more clinches. Uh, probably the Padres somewhere around there. The Cubs sneaking up on that. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have, to, we'll have to keep you updated with the teams that are clinching. But the team that everyone needs to be worried about is the New York Yankees. New York Yankees, like I said, have outscored the Blue Jays in a three-game series, swept the Blue Jays, outscored them 43-15 to in three games. In those three games, the Yankees became the first team to hit 19 home runs, the first team to hit six-plus home runs in three straight days. Three straight games. Yankees breaking records left and right here. And now they're only three and a half games back of the Rays. No games against the Rays, but they do have the Red Sox for three, the Blue Jays for four, and the Marlins for three to end the season. So if everything goes good, the Yankees could possibly go on to win the division. The Rays, however... They finish against the Orioles, three games against the Orioles, three games against the Mets, and three games against the Phillies. So, out of the strength of schedule, I would say that the Rays have the harder time. But we'll we'll have to see. And I only say that because 
they have four games against the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays just got demolished by the Yankees. Marlins, Marlins are fighting for a playoff spot still. They're at the five seed. But I feel like that's very deceptive. They've been okay. They've been all right. So I feel like the Rays have the have the harder of the schedules. The Mets, they're still fighting for that number one, or I guess not the number one, the last spot in the playoffs. They're still fighting for it, still eligible. They have the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Giants in their way. But anything can happen in this season. Then you got the Phillies. Phillies right now, the playoffs started, they'd be the eighth seed. They'd be taking on the Dodgers. I'm sure the Dodgers would love that. But, so that's the Rays' schedule. Rays have a little bit harder go than the Yankees, and the Yankees are just, they're they're red hot right now. Eight in a row, eight straight, and they can possibly go on to sweep the Red Sox also. So you're talking about 11 straight. That is not a team that you want to play in the first round. Right now, they're slated to play the Twins. Twins... Don't want none of that noise. Unfortunately, they probably have to <laughs> because there's no way that they could advance unless they go and take the crown from the White Sox. So it gets interesting down the stretch. Speaking of the Phillies, actually, the Phillies, they have a four-game set against the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays can fall more or they can try to gain some more ground on the Yankees or gain some more ground on the Indians. So the Phillies, they're still clinging to life with that number eight seed. Like I said, they have uh, the, the Cardinals right there, the Brewers right there, the Mets right there. I guess if you want to include the Rockies, Rockies are about two and a half games back. Of the wild card. So there's a lot of teams still in the mix in the uh in the National League. Not like the American League. The American League is pretty much locked up, with exception to the Mariners, who are four games back. That's most likely not gonna happen. But you look at the the National League, you got Four teams fighting for two spots. Or actually, six teams fighting for two spots. So, they got to kick it into gear here. So, the Phillies, we'll see if they can hold on. But they're going against the Blue Jays this weekend. And the Cincinnati Reds are just the feel-good story um, in this postseason going down to the wire. The Reds, up until lately, hadn't really been in consideration. They're one game below 500, and that's what you get when you look at the National League. You actually have two playoff teams that are below 500. Only one game, but still, it's below 500. And the Reds, they've gone on a five-game winning streak. They put themselves right in the thick of it, but this next series that they have going on, can be a make or break for them as they take on the Chicago White Sox, the number one seed in the American League. It could be make or break for them. If they get swept, that could be it. But if they can win two out of three, 
it, it can it can be really interesting for the Reds. Hell, they're on a five-game winning streak. I wouldn't put anything behind them to sweep the the White Sox. Not saying it's going to happen, but it it's anything's possible in 2020. You have to expect the unexpected. That's what uh that's what I I come to know in 2020. So, going down the stretch, got a lot of teams fighting for the playoffs. Again, because we have the added playoff teams, he added three playoff teams. So a lot of teams still in the mix. And we have about a week left here. So I'm going to keep you up to date. Go ahead and watch those baseball games. Got a lot of good baseball coming your way this weekend. A lot on the on the line. Teams trying to clinch playoff berths, clinch divisions. Teams trying to hang on for dear life for a playoff spot. Because, honestly, any of these teams, when you get into the wild card round, anything can happen. A three-game series, anything can happen. So it's going to be exciting. So get ready and hang on. You guys have a good one. Be safe. Thank you for coming by the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time to recap the weekend and look into the final official week of regular season baseball. Talk to you guys next time.